0: morning one of two places and uh, this particular uh, we'll look at a number of scriptures but let's read it first and then we'll go through the passage of scripture here there was a certain rich man again Luke chapter 16 if you're finding your place there Luke 16 we'll begin reading in verse 19 there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this... Between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from one hence cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said, Unto him they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, "Nay, father Abraham! But if one went unto them from the dead, they will uh, they will repent." And he said unto them, "If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead." Let's pray, Heavenly Father. uh, Thank you today uh, for the opportunity we to be in this church today. The freedom we have to be able to come together, and I pray, dear God, uh, your perfect will uh, in this service, your perfect will in each and every life that's here this morning, uh, just use it for your glory. Hide me, uh, but just use the word. We pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, we uh, your story to some, but I wanted to review this one of two places. When you look at humanity from the very first soul of Adam and Eve, to the very last individual that's going to be on the planet before this time all comes to an end. You know, there's a calendar on the earth. Only God knows what that calendar is. But time is limited. And we know that time is limited. There was a tragic death in in Assumption this week. Time is limited. So we never know. And as you look at humanity, from start to finish, from the beginning to the end, Every one of these individuals, every one of us, are going to end up in one place or the other. It's the most important subject in all of the world to know this one thing, to have the assurance of this one thing. And as we look at this, and let's just go through the scripture here, and the first individual we meet is the rich man. And I just want to say this today, uh, the rich man here, first of all, this is a real person. Uh, We know this is not a parable because Lazarus is mentioned by name. Uh, You know, it's good manners not just to say, that man, he's in hell. And I believe that when Jesus gave this message, two men had just died. One was very rich and one was very poor. And I can tell you today, the man that went to hell is the rich man, but he's not in hell because he's rich. And the poor man is not in heaven because he's poor. That's not what it's about. So it's a real story about a real person. I believe if Jesus would have used that rich man's name, everybody would have knew exactly who he was talking about. So a parable is a sermon illustration. Actually, we're going to look at one of those in just a moment. But let me go on here talking a little bit about the details of the rich man. The rich man, the Bible says here, uh, in this 19th verse, that he was clothed in purple, and he fared sumptuously every day. And what that is telling you, he is not just rich, he's very rich. And he's not just rich, but he's noble. He has the dress to prove it. So he is a very, he would be the kind of man that, that uh, people looked upon in the community. There's someone that we can all look up to, except there's only one problem. We're only on the earth for a short few years compared to all eternity. And so the man has a problem. Because we don't see the example of this man has rejected the gospel. We just see that he was rich and that he died and he went to torments. But I want to show you something. Turn back a couple pages here in Luke chapter number 20. And this is. Another example, now this is a sermon illustration from the Lord. This is a parable. And a parable was something that the Lord would use. He would use, a heavy, he would use an earthly story to convey and, uh, a meaning. And so this is what he said. There was a rich man. And there's key in this. And I believe that this would parallel very much to uh, the rich man that died in Luke chapter number 16 that we're looking at this morning. And chapter 12 and verse number 16, the Bible says, "...and he spake a parable unto them, saying, "...the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenty, plentifully." And he thought within himself, saying, "...what shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits?" And he said, "...this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will bestow all fruits and, of, and all my goods." And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? We see here the key verse in this uh, as we look at this. He's talking about his his soul. And and, uh, as we... You consider, verse number 19, I will say to my soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take ease. He is taking the assurance that he needs, and he's taking care of himself. So, you know, when you look at the soul of men, do you realize, of men and women, we all have a soul, every one of us. There's a part of us that is flesh and blood, but there's another part of us that is a soul. We are made in the image of God. You can go back into Genesis chapter 2 and you look at that, Genesis chapter 2 and 3. And he talks about the creation of man. He said, All of these things I made, but man I make in my image. Now, what is the image of God? God upright? I believe he is. But there's something much more deeper there than that. God is eternal. There was no beginning to God, there's no ending with God. God is eternal. We can't even get our finite minds wrapped around the fact that God is eternal. He never had a day of inception. He will never have a day of sunset. God is eternal. Now, we as human beings are created, and that simply means we have a date of creation. We could go around the room, and we all have a date of birth. And we will also, because of sin, unless the Lord comes, we will have a date of expiration on this earth. But our soul will live on. And our soul is made in the image of God. And we are eternal. And so we see that here because the rich man dies and, and go back to chapter 16, please. He dies and we find that this man is not, he's gone from the earth, but he's still talking. He's in a place of torment. So let's, we looked at him briefly. Now, let's look at the second man. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. Now, there's a couple things that I want you to note about. This man is disabled. You'll notice there, notice that verse. I don't know if you ever noticed that before. But there was a certain beggar, his name is Lazarus. Now, notice there, which was laid at the gate. He's laid at the rich man's gate to beg. So that means he didn't get there himself. Someone had to lay that man there. So he's living in a day and age when there's no social programs to come and help him. There's no special facility for him. It's just fortunate that it's not a place where they have hard winters. I don't know what you would do. I mean, that would just be pitiful. But this man is an individual that has a great disadvantage. But again, I just want to say, um, this man is not uh, in heaven today because he was poor. He's not in heaven today because he was disabled. He's not in heaven today because he was disadvantaged. He's in heaven today because he's a saved person. Just like the rich man is in hell today because he rejected the Lord. Every man, every woman has the choice make when it comes to the Lord but they and again there's no specific insight to Lazarus you know when he was a young boy accepted Christ there's no any kind of phrase like that in the verse no kind of phrase in the verse these verses that say the rich man rejected the Lord none of that we just have the record of their lives there is a scripture that I do want to look at um, Matthew chapter 5, turn there with me, Matthew chapter 5, and it will give us a little bit of insight about uh, the poor man and the difference between him and the rich man. Chapter 5 and verse number 1. Now this is uh, the Sermon on the Mount that the Lord is preaching, it's also called the Beatitudes. And uh, it's an upside down philosophy that's true. It goes counter trend to what we think of in the world today. So, just go, follow along as I read uh, these first three verses. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and when he had set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed in spirit, for their kingdom, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, these people are, here we're not just talking about the poor. But we're talking about the poor in spirit. And uh, I got, uh, well, think about it this way. For anyone to receive Christ, you must be poor in spirit. You're going to have to humble yourself before. Now, think about these two men. And the Bible says, what it doesn't say, blessed is the man that is rich, for he will occupy the earth. It doesn't say that, does it? he does do that no it says it just the opposite blessed is the poor the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven you ever hear when you got saved you hear the preaching of the word of god you know you're poor in spirit there's no way you can stand before god there's no way you're going to be good enough to get into the gates of heaven you know that you're poor in spirit you're ready when you're under the conviction of sin if you will yield to the lord you're displaying poor in spirit. And you know what? This morning, if there's someone here that's not saved, everybody in this room, otherwise, say hey, there's one person here that's not saved, everybody has come to that realization. Everyone has come to the realization that I am lost and I need the Lord Jesus Christ. Poor, becoming poor in spirit to gain that, and to gain that, the Bible says, is, is the kingdom of heaven. Well, what? Now, we could go on. Through this, we're not preaching this message, but if we did, it's there's a number of those. You could read that later, chapter 5, and go, it's called the Beatitudes. I'll just read one more. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. When, you, when you're in need, God is there to help. When you're in need, you're humbled. And when you're humbled, you're prepared then. Your heart is ready to be saved. But if you are living sumptuously as the rich man, he's looking to his own wealth, He's got so much, he's had to tear down his buildings and build other ones. And now he feels all set. But instead, he requ- he, it's, it comes to his knowledge, you fool. Tonight, your soul is required of thee. Now, so we see the beggar was disabled. We see he was disadvantaged. But because of that, his heart leaned toward the Lord. He needed some help. And we all need to admit, we need some help from God. We're not good enough to get into the gates of heaven. We're not good enough. You know, the Bible said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Turn with me, if you would, to, I want to think about both of these men. Turn to Luke, or John chapter 1. John chapter number 1. John 1. I just want to review the scripture. Why is Lazarus in heaven? Why is the rich man in hell? Now notice here, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as received Him, received who? Received Jesus. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. There's the plan of salvation. If you will receive Christ, that will enable you to have the power, He will be given the power to become literally the children of God. Turn with me to chapter number 3, and I do want to look at verse number 3 first. Jesus answered, Chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now that's a complicated term for some, but it means new birth, new life in Christ. It refers to the repentance of the soul. And how do you repent? How do you believe? How do you receive? How do you gain eternal life? The instructions for being born again are found in verse number 15. And notice it, the, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Whosoever believeth, what does it require to be saved? Except the Lord. Believe in him. Notice what it doesn't say. Whosoever believeth and baptized. No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say whosoever shall be a church member. Doesn't say that doesn't say, whosoever does good works shall not perish. No, it doesn't say that. It just says, whosoever believeth in him should, shall, should not perish but have everlasting life. How about John 3, 16, right below it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. There it is. This is the out for the rich man. Where did, What happened to the rich man? He perished. He's per, I've got a thought for you. The rich man is still... Torments right now because we are made in the image of god and if we're saved i look so forward to the day that i'm going to be with the lord but you know for those that are not saved they're still eternal they're still made in the image of god and there is no escape so it's very important in your life to make sure that you have this wonderful gift verse number 17 for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world. You know, some people almost have a chip on their shoulder against God. God didn't, God, 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 God's not the one that sinned. Us humans sinned. It's our heredity. It's our, it's our, it's our family tree all the way back to Adam and Eve. He that, uh, he that God, for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through Him, through Jesus, might be saved. There's only one, Individual that you have to go through to get saved. There's one person you need. He's more unique than anybody else and his name is Jesus. He is the one. He was the one that was prophesied of old in the word of God. He is the one that was born of a virgin. That's never been done before. He is the one that walked this earth for 33 years without sin. He is the one cross not because he's guilty i'm guilty and because we are guilty but took him down from the cross and they put him in the tomb and he laid there for a year no he laid there for three days and he arose from the dead victory over sin so through him the world might be saved he is our substitute for sin how about verse number 18 He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Man that has not accepted Christ is living in a state of condemnation right now, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. For this is the, verse number 19, and I always find this verse interesting. For this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. I want to show you something there. In verse number 19, notice the word loved. See, they loved darkness. You notice that's a word that's past tense. People that are in hell loved their sin. Now, as we, let's go back to Luke. Now, think about, we don't know anything about the detail of the rich. Other than, most likely, he was rich and had need of nothing, including God. That's, that's the curse of being rich. And if he heard the gospel message, he was, oh, I'm the richest man in this room. I don't want people to see that I have a need. So if anything Tim him into hell, it's pride. If you're here this morning, you might say, I'd be embarrassed. But you know what? <laughs> we all had... Anybody that's saved had to walk the same path. This is nothing new. The devil's such a liar. He whispered in the rich man's ear and said, people will look down on you. People wouldn't have looked down on him. People would have looked at him and said, wow, look what this guy did. He's rich and smart, and he got right with God. So that, that's the look of the two men. But in every case, Lazarus received the Lord. Lazarus accepted the Lord. Lazarus accepted the gift of eternal life, everlasting life. The rich man, every time, did not. That's the only reason Lazarus is in heaven, It's because he accepted Christ. Look at the scripture, what we've looked at. Now, I could go on. I could have I just kept going. There's so much great scripture in the book of uh, 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 John that we could have just went on and on and just continue to find those verses that just demonstrate there's only one thing that gives you heaven it's jesus and there's only one way to get him accept him, believe him receive him it's not a casual belief it's a very serious belief but it's no more than just accepting him as your personal savior so we see these two men there's another man there and i'm just going to mention him briefly um uh, he, there's a conversation that takes place, and it's with Father Abraham. This also proves something. Father Abraham, if you are familiar with your Bible, is, uh, the, he's the, he is the, the patriarch. He is the beginning of the nation of Israel. When you look at the Word of God, the Word of God came together. Here you have humanity, a sea of sinfulness, and God chose one man. And I'm going to make you a great nation. And through this nation is going to come the Word of God. All the prophets, these are all written by the, uh, not all Jews, but some, n- 99% Jewish, except a, I think one in the, one writer in the New Testament. But otherwise, so God gave a, a separate nation. He has separated them so that someone could give us the Bible. Without the Bible, we don't. where would we be without the Bible? We wouldn't be anywhere. We wouldn't know where to turn. To have good a chance as praying to the tree, like some people do. But because we have the Bible, then we have, we have the structure. So God gave us this nation, and it just happens to be, here is Father Abraham. Well, I just want to point out something to you. We're not going to go there for sake of time. But in Genesis 15, 6, the Bible says of Abraham, He believed in God, and God counted it for righteousness. So Abraham, the head of the the Jewish nation, and in heaven right now, is in heaven because of his faith in the Lord. That's why he is in heaven. Not because he's a Jew, but because he believed in God. And um, so as, as we look at this, there's one other thing that I wanted to point out about the rich man. He's religious. He had to be. He's a Jew, but that don't make him religious. The fact that he knows Father Abraham makes him religious. So it's a good example here. Religion's not the answer. Religion can't save us. We're in a religious service today. This is where we come to worship the Lord. But that's not our salvation. Meeting here today is not our salvation. You being here today doesn't guarantee you salvation. You're a part of a religious service but it's the relationship, believing in Jesus that will give you salvation. We go on here, and uh, there's a, the conversation progresses. Um, and uh, I'm going to reread just a little bit of this, in beginning verse 24. And he, and he cried, and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And Lazarus said, uh, and, or rather, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus' evil things, verse 26, and beside all this, between us, there is a great gulf of fix, so that you cannot go back. You're not, I just want you to see here, there's an eternity about this thing of hell. He can't get out. There's no escape. There's no relief. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. He's now burdened about his brothers. He has five brothers, and they're all in the same state as him. And uh, he, he wants him to go. And Abraham said in verse number 29, and Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear him, let them hear them. What is he referring to? He's referring to what do they have? They have the Bible. They have the Bible. Jesus, when he was on the earth, performed a lot of miracles, and he he did that for two reasons. Number one, he did it because he had compassion. He would look at, if he came upon this, had had died, he would have probably been walking. He'd probably been another illustration in the word of God, this man named Lazarus. Um, But he did it to help people like that, of course, but he did it for something far more important, to prove that he is the one who said he is coming. This is prophecy that the Lord would come, that he would come through the Jewish nation, that he would be born of a virgin. All of this is far back, several hundred years prior, that Jesus would come, that he would be the Savior of the world, and that we would have a Savior that we could accept. And that's why he did it. But how many people believed because of his miracles? A lot of people showed up. There were huge crowds. But not that many people followed him. It became almost a show what's going to happen today. And a lot of people gathered. But I just find it interesting that the instruction that Abraham gives this man in torments here, they have the Bible. That's really what he's saying. They have Moses. And the prophets. In other words, they have these characters that we've read their books in the Old Testament. This is the Word of God. This is uh, the Scripture. They have the Scripture. And what people have today, I I hear that church attendance is going down nationwide. And that's a pitiful statistic because how are people ever going to hear about Jesus? And not be the rich man in hell without the preaching of the Word of God. I know there's radio. I know we can be trackers. We can hand out Bible tracks. By the way, if you say, I don't know how to be a witness, just come back here. This room right back here. There's a little table right here. And just go right there and look at some of those Bible tracks. No, there's a track. There's a track rack, isn't there? There's a track rack. You can hand people, have a good day, hand them a Bible track. So, Abraham told the rich man he said they have the bible how do people get saved well they have the bible so just to put it this way there's only one or two places we're going to spend eternity one is in heaven or hell that is the places that have been prepared for us one or the other now i will say this God did not prepare hell for human beings because he made Adam and Eve in perfection and they were sinless until they had, that, they had the free will. The hell was literally, generally, uh, originally for a rebellion that had took place in heaven. We're going to actually look at that tonight's message. And the Satan was thrown out and but the lake of fire, hell, is prepared, and uh, but it was never prepared for us. But when man willingfully sinned, that puts man in a bad position. And that's why Jesus had to come. You know, Jesus Christ was God and man. But don't be confused. When he died on the cross, he didn't take on an extra dose of God so that he didn't feel the pain of dying. He didn't do that. It's always amazing to me that the the record of Jesus Christ, for all the miracles that he performed, you never see him doing them for his own flesh, right? It's always to help others. It's to feed the 5,000. It's to help the man that can't walk. It's to heal the lepers. It's to help the woman with a blood disorder. And it just goes on and on and on. He did all of these things for others, not himself. So hell is permanent, the rich man is there without end, and heaven is eternal, it's paradise. Hell is eternal, torments for those who are sinners, not true, is true, sin is why we go to hell, but, it, but I guess I should say it this way, heaven is, has no sinners. Not true. We have forgiven sinners. So the Bible says we're all in the same boat. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you're here today and the Holy Spirit pricks your heart and says, uh oh, you're not saved, then do something about it today. Believe the Lord. Now we always have an invitation. We'll do that this morning. And if you're not sure about salvation, then I would encourage you to walk the aisle. If you're a lady, we'll get a lady to open the Bible and show you how you can have eternal life. Eternal life or eternal death. The Bible says, and Jesus spoke the words, the worm in hell never dies. There is no escape. We're made in the image of God. He did that to bless us. Because of sin, it ends up being somewhat of a curse if you don't accept Christ. So, the rich man was probably, we don't know, could have been a good man. Wouldn't that be a shame? He's a good man. But you know what? He had a problem. He had a pride problem. And pride will lock people up. I don't want people to look down upon me. I'll tell you one thing. People in this room, if someone walked the aisle to get saved, they'd only rejoice. To, to really be able to have the that promise of eternal life for you secured if you're here this morning and don't know the Lord. So heaven is eternal. Heaven is paradise. there's no sin in heaven and there's no sin nature in heaven. you know right now we have a sin nature even though we're we'll tend to sin're we're still we're still flesh and blood. <laughs> we, we're, our, 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 our family tree goes all the way back to Adam and Eve they chose to sin and that's why, Sin nature is easy to prove. You never have to teach a baby how to be bad, right? You don't take a kid home and tell them how to be bad. You have to train them to be good because they're automatically, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, right? They're automatically sinners, and they need to be taught to do certain things. Forgiveness of sin is possible through the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, one other verse, and we're going to close. Turn back to Mark. Mark chapter 1 and verse number 15. Mark 1 15. And the Bible says there, Mark 1.15, let everybody get there. Chapter, Mark chapter 1 and verse number 15. I want to show you something interesting about a salvation verse, just at the inception of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ out of the book of Mark. The Bible says this, and, and saying, this is the, f- this The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. The word we looked at and read in Luke, the word repent is there. But I want to point something out, that when these two words are together, it's always repent and believe. You see, people can take the the, uh, uh, gospel uh, truth, And say, oh, believe? Okay, I got it. I believe. It's very casual. I believe. Sort of a flippant belief. But this is speaking, and that's why I wanted to read John 3:3 about Nicodemus. And, and And he said, You must be born again. And that's what this is. You believe, you repent and believe. So repentance is a picture of this. You're moving in one direction. And when you realize you're lost. You turn, you change, and you go another direction. It's repent and believe. How do you repent? By believing. It's not hard, but it's supernatural. So if you're here this morning, this is a gospel message this morning. If you're here this morning and you're under conviction, in other words, the Holy Spirit's bothering you about this. That's the Holy Spirit then you're primed to be saved. You just have to, don't do what the rich man did, don't be prideful. You have to accept him. You have to turn to him and accept him to save you from your sin. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ can do. Jody, if you would, would you please come? And all of you, would you uh, please stand, come to your feet? And uh, we'll have an invitation today. If you're here this morning and you know what? It's always to just because you just really